Can you believe it? We are back. This is the officially unofficial season two of by Sarah Kennedy. Um, listen, to understand the entirety of how insane, like insane in the best way these past couple months have been, we need to back up a little bit. Okay. We need to take a jump back time travel into the past. Can I just like have a, a lift the veil moment for a second and um, acknowledge that I never meant to have a season one, a season two. I was just going to go forever. I was just going to go until I didn't feel like doing this anymore, or I decided it wasn't the best fit for me, or, you know, I get canceled. Like whatever was going to happen, I was just going to let it kind of play out. I didn't mean to take a whole ass months, months, many months off. Here's what happened. I got to just, I got to back up and give you a little bit of context. Um, and I promise this is going to be relevant to something really, really cool. I want to share with you that hopefully will inspire you because holy shit, it has been the craziest couple months. Okay. Listen, we got to back up a little bit. I had to semi abruptly leave my home, the house that I had lived in for six years, the house I bought when I first moved to Nashville. Um, while I can't say that it was like completely unexpected, I will say that I wasn't prepared. I did not know it was going to happen that soon. I kind of was anticipating that it might be a possibility, but I mean, it was within two weeks that like I was told that I had to leave and I got out. Backing up a little bit. This was something that was actually written into my MDA, um, my divorce agreement, because when we signed the papers, it was really, really important to me that the girls stay in the home. They were really young at that point. It was already going to be hard. Like we had just moved to the state a couple of months prior. So my thinking was I need to do whatever I can to give them like some semblance of normalcy and stability. So I was sitting there fighting tooth and nail about keeping the house, staying in the house. Um, but of course, you know, being really, really poor at that time, I couldn't afford to pay my ex out of the, the, the mortgage. I couldn't afford to pay his equity because I was barely like barely surviving on my own. So we actually read it into the MDA that, um, there was a certain amount of time that I would either need to refinance or sell by and a long story, very complicated legal matters, uh, condensed down. He, you know, we, it was decided that I would need to leave. Um, I didn't feel it was in the best interest of the girls to necessarily stay there anymore. You know, we were kind of outgrowing the space. Um, it was starting to feel less like home and more of like a, a box. Like we were all being kind of kept in this space. So while it was very heavy and very sad and very, um, like an unexpected just flood of emotions hit when I said goodbye to this place that I 
had envisioned a totally different life in when I moved in and it happened super fast and I didn't really have time to kind of like say goodbye in the way I wanted to. It reminded me of two things. Number one, closure is not... Number one, closure is not necessary for healing. You don't need closure in order to heal that specific area of your life. It's something that your ego wants. It's something that that hurt part of you wants to use to self-soothe, but it doesn't actually do anything. In fact, it delays the healing process even more because closure is is something where you're you're holding on to this ideology and kind of romanticizing what the situation actually is. The reality of the situation with leaving my home was that my ex-husband and I bought it together. I thought we would be raising our family in it together and you know it would be our, our first home and then we would outgrow it and we would expand and we would move into a different home. And instead it became a a landing space for me. It was the only kind of thing that I had to hold on to um, when I was going through one of the most crazy, unstable time periods of my life. And it was that rock that I kept going back to. And it was that solid, sure thing. Like, at least I have my home. At least I have my girls, right? And it felt more secure because it was mine, because I had ownership of it. But the reality is that space held so much stagnant energy. That space held so much energy of what was supposed to be and pain. Like it just felt so heavy. It felt so sad. It felt like it was a space where there was so much released and I had this crazy piece about leaving it, even though it didn't happen in the way that I anticipated, even though it happened so fast and I, I kind of struggled with not getting that closure, it transformed into recognizing that it was really, it, it had served its purpose and it was done. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily the space that was healing. It was me. <laughs> it was me who did that healing work. It was me who stepped up and and created that safety and that stability. It was the girls and I who kind of established this new meaning to what family is. So I recognize that I didn't need that closure that I was craving and I didn't need to create some kind of idealistic moment in my head of what that's supposed to look like. And the second thing, is that when you align yourself energetically with something, when you ask for expansion, you have to really recognize what expansion will actually mean for your life. I am really big into manifesting and not necessarily like the TikTok manifesting woo-woo, just like use this sound in common in like three times. Like, no, no, no. I mean like real manifesting. I mean energetically aligning myself with something that I want, feeling the emotions of the excitement that comes with getting it and embodying it before it even happens and 
taking the action steps to make it into, bring it into my reality. That's what I mean by manifesting. And that is a practice I have done pretty continuously this year. And oh my God, did it happen. I thought I was fully ready for the expansion that was coming, that I knew was coming, that I was preparing for, but it happened so freaking fast. I could barely catch my breath with it. Like it was within the span of a couple months that all of this stuff started taking off. And you know, I was ready in a sense. The thing I wasn't quite prepared for was <laughs> how much time it was going to require of me to move into this space because I had been envisioning and feeling and getting excited about all of these different things that have been brought in. Like I did it with my car. I said that I was getting a new car this year and I was going to get the car that I really, really wanted. And it happened in April. And then right after that happened, um, Nick and I started looking at homes together. And that was when I kind of started toying with the idea of selling my house. And then it was like, once I decided to sell my house, everything just opened up in terms of what I've been expecting. And I don't know if this comes from years of being in survival, like decades on years on end of being in this kind of survival mentality, but it's almost like I'm, I'm surprised, you know, it's this complex middle ground where I know it's coming and I genuinely do expect it. And I genuinely do feel ready for it. And I feel like I deserve it. And all of the things, okay, all of the work I have done on myself is there. She is so present. She is so like, yes, girl, you deserve this. You've worked for it. You've done your shadow work. Go off queen. You deserve the best things in life, right? I feel her. She's there. But then there's also this part of me that's like, holy shit, it's real. Like it's tangible. It's in 3D. I'm not just feeling it and imagining it and envisioning it and working towards it anymore. It's actually here. That's new because so much of my life has been the work for just kind of getting by, right? I've never had that excitement of the reward that comes from the work until recently. It was like recently all holds were off and everything started opening up and I genuinely never felt this before, but let me tell you something for those of you who've been doing the work to get out of that survival mentality, to get out of that state of lack, to get out of the struggles that maybe were placed upon you, but that you've kept yourself in through these different mindsets and through these brain patterns, like, you know, you know that when those things start to actually show up in your life, it's a little shocking at first. And you have this this moment with yourself where you're like, oh my God, this is real. (laughs) Like I sat in my car after I'd bought it and I was like, this is mine. This is mine. And at first I got intimidated about the, about the payments. And then I had to check myself and be like, girl, you can afford this. Like you're fine. You are very comfortable. Everything's going well. Nothing can touch me because the universe loves me because I constantly attract because it's my turn. It's my turn. It's my time 
to have all the things they want because I've spent so much of my life in survival. It has to get better than that. This has to be my moment. Like I believe that with every single bit of my being. And it doesn't mean that I'm never going to go through anything that's challenging again. I actually, I welcome when things come that, that challenge my way of thinking, because I know I'm going to overcome them. I know that that discomfort is a sign that I'm moving to the next level, that I'm leveling up and I trust myself enough to figure it out. And I know that every time something good is in front of me, I just need to accept it. But whoa, I was not expecting to feel that way about it. I wasn't expecting to feel like surprised, I guess, or not even surprised. I wasn't expecting to feel this, this, um, it's like, it's like being in a place that you've never been before. That was what it felt like. It's like that feeling when you go to a new country and the culture is totally different and the atmosphere is different and the people are eating differently and moving differently and the gestures are different. It's like, you know that it is different, but when you're in it, it's just something that you've never experienced before. It feels new. It feels exciting. That's what it felt like to actually get the things that I'd been working towards new car, new house. These are things I put on my 2023 rebrand at the beginning of the year. Um, a couple more things are still in the works. So that's, you know, that's a still just for me and my computer to know for the meantime, but those were two really big things on that list that have come to fruition and they came in unexpected ways And the gratitude, like the sheer gratitude that I feel for that is, it's, it's so, it feels so good. It feels so good to be grateful for these things, but it, it hasn't come without some kind of struggle. You know, there were a lot of things I went through, um, especially within the past like two years, no shit y'all we gotta go back even before that it's been it's been a long struggle season i had a hell of a saturn return i was not prepared for how much challenge i went through in that time but you know it's something where like andy frazella says this all the time he goes choose your heart choose your heart you're already living in in the heart right now like Being broke is hard. Working is hard. Choose which heart you want to have. I would rather work my ass off and be better off for that. Because there's no life that exists that doesn't come with some kind of hardship. And it feels unnatural because we're not designed to fight against systems. We're designed to like relax and enjoy and, and take inspired action, not necessary action. But that's just the reality of the world we live in. That's just the reality of the world that we have to exist in is that if you want something, you can't just wait for it to come to you. You have to make it happen. There is an easier way 
than grinding and grinding and grinding until it happens. If you know that you have some kind of scarcity mindset to work on, if you know that you have some kind of past traumas that make you feel like you aren't allowed to have good things in life or that bad things always happen to you, or I can't enjoy this because if I enjoy it, then I risk it getting taken away. And then what am I going to do? Like those are all patterns. Those are all things that have been formed mentalities that have been formed through trauma. You're not inherently like that. So those, those mentalities like that mentality, that mindset, that is not, that is not what's going to get you where you want to be faster. I'm not saying that it doesn't take physical work. And I'm also not saying that it doesn't take mental and emotional work. It is all of it. It is the whole, the whole thing to get what you want out of this life. And I feel kind of this renewed sense of inspired, action to take. Like, I feel like I'm, (laughs) I like, I feel like, you know, when you have a couple of really good things happen to you and you're like, Oh my God, I'm on a lucky streak. Like, I feel like that now, but not luck. I feel like I finally figured it out. And it's something that I've always believed in, but actually physically seeing it now is really cool. There's a lot going on in the world today. There's a lot of challenges. There's a lot of pain. There's so much that's pulling our attention in a million different ways. I mean, I don't even watch the, I haven't watched the news in literal years at this point, but the second you turn on the news, you're bombarded with every single thing that's trying to pull your energy and your attention towards that thing. And it's always like doom and gloom and maybe one or two little happy stories sprinkled in there. That is all distraction. It is. That is not where your focus should be. Your focus should be on what can I do to create a better environment for myself and in turn create a better environment for others? What can I do that will help me give so much to myself and pour so much into myself that I then am overflowing and it spills onto others? I don't understand where this whole like martyr like fake martyr ideology came from. What is so wrong with wanting to have the best in life? What is so wrong with expecting that you deserve the best? I know everyone talks about like the world is going south and there's the recession and the housing crisis and everything. Like I'm aware that there's a lot of real stuff going on, but the way that I feel is that there's always... There's always an avenue that you can look to take to rise above those things. There's always solutions to what is in front of you. There's always a way that you can overcome it. Like always. When you want something, there shouldn't be anything that can distract you from that. There shouldn't be anything that can get in your way and pull your energy and your attention towards it. Because even the, the, the things that are obligations, right? Your family, your friends, your work, that can all be used to further the things that you want from your life. That can all be used for motivation. That's not a distraction. That's not an excuse. That's motivation, y'all. 
I can't tell you how much of what I currently have is because I was like, I want to give my girls the best life. I, and that's not just spoil, that's not spoiling them with, um, you know, tons of toys and trips to Disney world. Like they've never even been to Disney world. I, I can't stand lines, but it's the, it's the mentality aspect that I want to pass on to them. It's the abundance mentality instead of a scarcity mindset. It's never, we can't afford that. It's we're going to figure out how, because that is a priority. That is an invaluable thing that if you have children, you can pass on to them. And you know how they're going to learn that? Seeing it in you. They're going to see that work ethic. They're going to see that passion, that drive. They're going to see that that is how they operate when they want something. You rise to the occasion. You don't sit there and, and cry about the excuses and whine about how life is so hard for you. And I'm saying this because I have been there. I have done that. And it gets me freaking nowhere. Anytime I sit down and I have a pity party and I go, oh my God, why does everything bad always happen to me? It puts me in a down and out mood for days. And I'm like, like I'm talking about things that, uh, that are so far outside of the realm of my control that I feel like what, who put a hex on me? Like, why is the universe working against me? And none of it's true. None of that is true. Like it's not even those things. It's purely it's, it's just life. It's just what happens. It's just that things happen in life and you can't always anticipate them and they're not always going to be good things, but you know what you're going to do instead of crying on the floor saying, why do bad things always happen to me? You're going to get your cry out. You're going to say, okay, feel better now. Little cathartic release. You're going to reframe your mindset into this is something that I can use as a benefit to me. This is either something I'm going to learn from, or this is something that I'm going to transform into helping me in my life. It's all about how you choose to look at it. And when I realized that that was such a core value that I wanted to pass on to my children and that I wanted to make sure that they witnessed growing up so that they would take it into their lives and problem solve and overcome adversity. I want to create resilient, caring human beings. So I need to be a resilient, caring human being. And I know that was all about children because that's the biggest motivator that I personally have, but it can be anything. It can be anything that you're saying is an excuse that should be your motivation. That thing that you're using as an excuse, that's your motivation. That's the thing you're going to use and say, I'm transforming my life. Oh, my health is bad. That's your motivation to get healthy so that that doesn't need to be your setback anymore. Oh, my... What was I going to say? Um, oh, I, I have kids. I don't, you know, I don't have time to do something like this. That is your motivation. That is your driving force. Anything that you think of as an excuse, use it and transform it into your motivation. I guarantee you, you can find something in there. 
that you can utilize as your why. Typically, our why is found in our excuses. Anything that you're using as a frame point as to why you can't do something is probably the biggest reason you should be doing it. Because that's that's when you're truly unstoppable. That's when you're truly limitless. That is when there's nothing that can touch you. That's when you become so resilient and you become so good at thinking critically about how to overcome situations that anything that gets thrown at you is something that you can and you will overcome because you train your brain and your body and your emotions that we don't sit down, we don't lie down when bad things happen. We figure out a way through it. And oh my God, like think about what could happen when you start thinking about your way through something. Um, (laughs) I will tell you right now as someone who was completely broken and trying to decide whether she should pay for gas or pay for groceries one week at a time and was afraid of her utilities getting shut off and was wondering how she was going to take care of her children and was wondering how she was going to take care of herself when she had no idea what she was doing. And she was young and she was alone and she was scared and she was spiraling. It was, it was when I actually looked at all of the excuses I kept giving myself to soothe and to play the victim and to complain to me and only me about why my life was so hard and why all these bad things had happened to me that was when I realized like no one's coming Mel Robbins says it all the time no one's coming no one's coming to save you it is truly up to you and taking that a step further when you look at what you have and what you don't have and what you want and what you're willing to do for it. And you get really real with yourself. And listen, it's just you. Like, it's just you with you. You already know you, so there's nothing with you that's off limits to you. (laughs) You don't need to sit there and lie to yourself about what your excuses are. You just don't. You don't. It's, It's just you. You don't need to put up this facade. You don't need to front like there's any kind of BS excuse you can give. Like you just, just get real with yourself. Get real with yourself about these things. And oh my God, if you haven't already done a rebrand, I don't care if there's only like four months left in the year, do it now. (laughs) Do your 2023 rebrand for the last four months of the year because something about instilling in my mind that these things were going to happen this year and creating action steps month by month to ensure that they would be happening. Um, it, it did something to my psyche. It must have, because there was just no way I was going to not let myself accomplish what I set out to do. So I'm so happy to be back for season two. I missed this. I missed this little space to talk with you guys. <laughs> I miss doing this. I miss coming on and getting that like crazy inspired hair and just being like, all right, I need to share because I, I just, 
I don't know, man, if this even like encourages one person to start getting the life that they want and the life that they deserve, like it actually makes me emotional. I'm, I'm literally tearing up right now because I, I want every single human being to live their happiest, healthiest, most abundant, most beautiful, most carefree life. And I am so grateful that you have allowed me to share in this space with you. I'm so grateful that you, that you listened with this and that something with it connected with you. And I appreciate you giving me this space to share. So, um, that, that is, that is a wrap for now. We are going to come back next week with another episode um super super excited to share some more things with you guys but this this had to be the intro i had to give like a crash course life update and you know little thought process that i'd had in the mix of all that so oh thank you guys so much for tuning in um stay beautiful stay abundant stay blessed stay grateful stay high vibrational and i will talk to you next week <laughs>